Waking every few hours through the night. This is something people come to me with a lot um, and it can be a really, really exhausting problem to face. So let's first of all be clear that younger babies are gonna wake frequently in the night. It's completely normal and natural. They need your help to get back to sleep, they need feeding, there's lots and lots of reasons behind that. And it's more complex and more varied when they are tiny. The other thing that's important to establish is that we all wake through the night. It's normal human nature. We wake between three to six times, apparently. Um, and it really is just our way as human beings to, it goes back to the days of you know, checking your cave to make sure there's no bear in your cave. It really is a human instinct thing that we do. Um, so it's important that we do know that. The difference is as adults, we just put ourselves back to sleep because we know how and babies don't know how. It's a learned skill and they haven't learned it yet. So they look for help and again, all very normal. So with this topic of waking every few hours in the night, today I'm gonna to talk about this um, based on sort of six months and above. The younger babies, there's a lot more complexity there. So I'm gonna talk about six months and above, right up to six years, um, and give you some tips and advice on how you can deal with these very frequent night wakings. So number one, rule out any medical reasons that this could be happening. Because if there's something medically going on, then none of the rest of my help here is gonna work. <laughs> because, you know, if there's something like um, a digestive problem, or pains, you know, anything that's causing the discomfort that's making them wake, um, that needs to be addressed and that needs to be dealt with. And it can be, you know, reflux is one of the classic ones that can do this. There are so many other things. You know, ear troubles can be really painful at night. There's so many, um, possibilities. So just make sure you've ruled out anything medical and then we're looking at purely then behavioural aspects. So number two is to look at how your little one is settling at bedtime. This plays a really important role in the, the frequency and, and duration of these night wakings. So if for instance your little one is settling at bedtime um, by feeding to sleep or rocking to sleep or cuddling to sleep, being walked around, um, patted off or with a dummy or any of these things, which are all very normal. <laughs> um, but if that's how they get to sleep or maybe they go to sleep on you and then you put them down and then you sneak out, <laughs> whatever it is, it means when they wake, they're gonna look for that same thing to come back. Again, very normal, very natural. But they're gonna look for the same help, or not even necessarily the same help, but some help, because they didn't get themselves in that state of sleep, so they don't know how to get themselves back there. They didn't do it, you did it. So they're gonna look for you to come and do it again. Totally understandable and fair enough. <laughs> um, so why the frequency? I'll, I'll talk a bit more about why you might get so many wakings, but let's just assume that we're talking about a six month plus age range here, so we could be, you know, talking about two or three or whatever age. Um, beyond six months, it's very unlikely between six months and a year that there's that much hunger. Yes, there may be the need for a feed in the night. Between six months and 12 months, quite possibly. And again, that very much varies from child to child. There are many children that don't need any feeding at six months. There are some that do still need that. So. That will need to be assessed on you know, an individual basis, but there's no way they need feeding every hour in the night unless there's something medical going on, which is what I said to you to make sure you've 
ruled out first. So assuming there's nothing medical going on, they're in good health, good weight, growing nicely, um, consuming enough calories in the day, uh, you know, no concerns whatsoever there, then it's not gonna be hunger every hour to two hours in the night. And you probably know that too, and you're probably thinking, yeah, there's no way, I, I may end up feeding my child every one or two hours in the night, but it's only to get them to sleep and it's for comfort, not for hunger. So if that's the case, then you've established that, then you know it isn't hunger. Um, and it certainly won't be if we're talking about, you know, the older ones, so beyond a year, two years, three years, four years, five, even six-year-olds, you know it's not hunger in those cases as well. So if that's, if that's the case, why is your child waking every one or two hours? Um, the sleep cycle, it changes and evolves as they get older, but at first the sleep cycle um, is roughly about an hour and then it, it, as a baby and then it will go a bit more to an hour and a half and as adults they're more like three hourly. But initially that sleep cycle, they go into deep sleep first, then they come through and transition into a lighter phase of sleep and sometimes they wake up then, other times they wake up towards the end, but they're not knitting the sleep cycles together. And if they don't knit the sleep cycle together and go into a ne the next one, they can find themselves awake and then be like, oh, what, I just, oh, how do I, I don't know how to get back to sleep, come and do it for me, and that usually is a cry, something that says, help me. Um, and that's just their way of saying, I wanna go back to sleep, I don't know how, I don't know how I got here, <laughs> you do it for me. Again, all very understandable. So that's why um, you find things like repeated feeding or, repeated dummy replugging, um, whatever it is that, that works for your child and soothes them back off to sleep, that's you doing it for them. That means you're required to go and fix the situation. And as I said, that's fine in the early few months, that's natural. They can't be expected to, to be able to do it, it takes time and at the beginning they definitely need your help. But from six months on, you can really start to work on that very gradually. And then as they're bigger, they definitely need that skill. It's an essential life skill. And you can help them learn that very, very gradually. That's what I do, is I help parents to teach their children these things in a very gentle, gradual, kind way. So that they're happily going to sleep, not you know being forced to do something they can't do, which is harsh. Um, so, by uh, encouraging your child to settle to sleep at bedtime, at the onset of sleep, at the very beginning of bedtime, the more they learn and do at bedtime, the more easily they're gonna resettle when they wake in the night, which hopefully won't be 20 times anymore, and maybe will just be three, four times maybe. But you won't know about it so much because they'll start to knit the sleep cycles together, so they'll partially wake and then they'll go back off and into the next sleep cycle. And it's fascinating how fast this happens. Sometimes, um, and I see this quite a lot with the babies, you know, around the eight months old mark roughly, that they start to suddenly put themselves to sleep at bedtime and the parents think, well, that's that done, but now we've got the night wakings to deal with. And the night wakings just shrink down to a bare minimum. And it's because, just because that child did it at a bedtime, they're, they're able to do it again and again. They're very, very malleable. They absorb this um, ability very quickly when they're little. So it's, and it's lovely. They're happy. You're happy. They're happy. It's not traumatic at all. So that's um, really, really important. How they settle to sleep at bedtime will uh, impact on how much you see of the night waking and how much you're required to go in and fix it. Um, so the response to the night waking is very much linked to bedtime. 
that's what that's about. The other factor that is so key and important to know is overtiredness. I talk about this all the time, but it's because it's so relevant. And if a baby or young child is overtired, that it's more likely to increase the amount of night wakings. It's gonna, it's gonna mean more disturbed sleep, more unsettled sleep, which means more wakings. And if they don't know how to get themselves back to sleep, which is likely, then it's gonna mean more times that you need to go and help them learn and practice and do it or do it for them if that's what you've been doing. So being overtired is just going to increase this, this problem. So daytime sleep is key. You know, if you need to know how much sleep your child ought to be having based on their age and, and stage. Um, if they don't need daytime sleep anymore, then is bedtime too late? Does bedtime need to be brought forward a bit? Probably, if they're having this many disturbed uh, wakings in the night, that in itself is going to be causing overtiredness. They're not doing 10 and a half, 11, 12 hours solid. They're having very disturbed night sleep. So they're going to be overtired. So let's get them down earlier and give them a better chance. That alone sometimes solves a problem with older ones, just getting them down to bed earlier. So the being overtired is, is another key piece. So how they settle to sleep and being overtired, they really are probably the most important two pieces of information I can give you. <laughs> um, so what can you do about it? Be consistent with how you respond and how you treat bedtime. So if you can put into place a plan of how you're gonna help your child get to sleep at bedtime and do more of it for themselves without you doing so much for them so they can practice and this can be done bit by bit. You might find that if you, particularly if you are talking about a six, seven, eight month old, at first, if they've been relying heavily on your help, you don't want to just take that away, but you can ease up on it in tiny little bits that they barely notice until they are doing a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more for themselves. Um, if it's more of a demanding toddler or preschooler that just is ruling the roost and calling the shots, then you might need to set up some parameters but in a kind way in a way that gets them on board and gets them excited and involved and, and go well let's do this shall we and just set set up a new routine that they like that incentivizes them um, and then you'll find that that child will settle better and do more of the work for themselves some of them have fears of you being out of the room stay with them then but don't do it all for them stay with them give them some time and then the next day see if you can do a bit less um, but build and build up on that ability. Once, whatever it is you do at bedtime, you need to be prepared to do at each and every waking in the night. So just bear that in mind. Whatever it is they're using to fall asleep on at bedtime, you need to be okay with the fact that you may have to go and repeat that every time they wake in the night. And it needs to be consistent. So whatever you're doing at bedtime, do in the nighttime. Whatever experience they went through at bedtime to get to sleep, bring that back every time they wake in the night and they'll get better at it, I promise you. So if you can do that, be consistent with the response and the, and the bedtime settling and uh, try and eliminate any overtiredness by catching them up on some daytime sleep or by bringing bedtime a bit earlier, work on those two things together and you should see a massive reduction in these frequent hourly, two hourly nighttime wakings.